Dr. Curtis Takamoto Gentili, a very busy gentleman in his practice with a waiting list, so we very much appreciate your time and won't take a lot of it, but uh, we do have a few physicians here that would love to uh, connect up with you, so if you don't mind, just a few questions and share, yeah. Uh, Dr. Takamoto, we have our our selfie picture up on the screen so they can see who you are. Oh, okay, terrific. (laughs) Yes. All right. So, you are a University of Hawaii professor and now in private practice. Would you kindly share a little bit of that personal journey from going from the university into private practice? Uh, Sure. I was... uh... Uh, the department chair of family practice and the residency director at uh, 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 University of Hawaii here. And I was uh, there for nearly 10 years. And actually this month, 12, 12 years ago, I left to go into private practice. And uh, doing that was a conscious effort to really wanting to, again, get back into primary care. But it, it, uh, the nagging question I had was, why are people sick? Not what they're sick from. Because that was a question that I was always asked by patients like, uh, with rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or even colitis. And uh, I didn't have a really satisfactory answer for that. So that led me to looking into alternative, what we call alternative treatments. And one of the first things that came across my table, which actually through the mail, was the book that I guess you, you'll all see, which is uh, Toxic Food Syndrome. And that literally changed my practice um, from looking at why people are getting sick and finding the cure as to the cause of their illness. So since then, we've we've been doing this now for 12 years, Jeff. Yeah. And I think we've probably hit 5,000 patients by now at least. It's amazing. Yeah. So that's, that's my journey, and it's been a rewarding journey. And um, I, I hope all the doctors there uh, pursue this because it will literally change the way you look at uh, how you treat patients and how you can actually do something for them. Well, I appreciate that, and I mentioned to them that uh, we loved attending your book launch, and it was just this past Saturday at the Hawaii Convention Center, and certainly congratulations on your book, because I know the kind of work it takes to get that done. Um, what would you like to tell the doctors about your book? Well, the, the way the book there that I believe, I, did you receive the book? You know what? We are going to pass them out as you speak. Oh, terrific. Uh, the book was written uh, with patients in mind. So each chapter has a survey of symptoms. Some of those symptoms came right out of the immuno labs for the chapter one, which is food allergies. But it's a way for for the general public to kind of go through these issues. And if they check enough symptoms off, they should proceed to read the chapter because at the end of the chapter, it tells them how to get treatment, what what to seek. The second part of that book really is the underlining uh, hidden message is that if a physician or uh, yeah, the, it was, I was looking at physicians, was to open the book, follow the protocols. They can actually become an alternative medicine overnight. What what you see in that book is an accumulation of 10 years of clinical practice and developing the alternative treatments. So literally what you got in your hand is sort of the primer, how to start a, uh, an alternative practice from the get-go, and you don't have to kind of fumble through this like I did in the first five years or so. That's fantastic. So literally, the patient can learn the kinds of things that they want to ask or receive of a doctor that's doing these innovative procedures. And at the same time, the doctor who receives the book or a patient who gives it to their doctor can get the doctor kind of on the fast track to get implementing on these techniques and, and this whole philosoph- this approach to healthcare. Correct. Exactly. Oh. And, you know, when I, there's, there's like that food allergy, there's a part of that first two chapters talks about leaky gut syndrome. 
you know, at the time when I wrote the book, I mean, the research was out there, but it was like looking for the definitive proof. And now lately there's some research out that they have actually been able to identify the protein that's associated with a leaky gut. And so it is a true disorder and it is happening in the gut and it's measurable now. And so it's actually validated. So that's what I want to say about that chapter. It's like food allergy is validated. Leaky gut is the leading cause to a lot of problems of inflammation. And they can just follow that book as if it's a primer and just literally convert their practice. That's fantastic. So what type of patients do you tend to recommend the food allergy testing for? So like in a primary care, you're going to hear a lot of patients complaining of fatigue. They're tired, low energy. They're just always exhausted. Uh, that That's like a large population of patients that you're going to encounter. Along with that, you'll have the fibromyalgia patients. So I don't know which came first, the chronic fatigue or the fibromyalgia. The ones with fibromyalgia because they're not able to sleep because they're in pain constantly, then they have chronic fatigue. If you just focus on that and you, you, you treat just four or five people, it's like wildfire. These people, when you when you get them feeling healthy again and no more pain and their energy is back, usually within four weeks, around the fourth week, I'll tell patients, around the fourth week on the elimination diet, you'll feel like the light switch turned on and your energy is back and you wonder, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. They will spread the word to their family, their co-workers, everybody around town. And that's literally how my practice grew. Like overnight, it would, it would just take a few patients to that quote-unquote, miraculously cured. And in, in Hawaii, you know, we're on an island, so it's like the coconut wireless network. They tell uh, everybody. And, you know, before we knew it, our appointments were being filled by the same kinds of patients. And that's the key. You'll get the same kinds of patients over and over and over. And so you'll get really comfortable doing the process. And the, the, the marketing, you know, you don't want to really spend a lot of money on marketing because they will do the marketing for you. That is a great point. I appreciate that, that you'll attract the same kind of patient with the same kind of success using the same kind of techniques. Nicely mm-hmm. put. I appreciate that. So the doctors here, some of them are new uh, to immuno, and therefore this type of testing. Uh, what, do you do, what do you what would you recommend they do to get started as such? Okay, you, you, you're going to need a few supplies. Number one is you need a centrifuge. So what I did, uh, I got online and I bought a second, I bought a secondhand centrifuge off, I believe it was eBay. I think it came out of Texas. And so I bought it, I got it shipped over. So you need a centrifuge to spin the blood down. And if you don't have it now, if you're really starting from scratch, like I did, I, I called the local lab, I asked them for some supplies. So the vacuum cleaner, the needles, even the gauze, the alcohol pads, and, um, so you need you need a blood drawing kit to actually draw the blood in your office. I have to draw the blood myself only because uh, you're using an outside lab, at least from in, my, in this case. The local labs are not going to take uh, kindly to that. You're going to send a patient over with the test tubes to draw the blood, spin it down, and then ship it. So they don't want that liability. So you're going you're gonna to need to do the blood test yourself in the office. So you have to have at least the minimum equipment, which would be the centrifuge and the uh, blood draw supplies. Uh, it takes one test tube to measure over 100 foods, and you can get out of that some of the uh, uh, ancillary tests, such as candida, which we do a lot. And you'll find that if they have leaky gut, almost always you ask the question, do you crave sweets? And if they say yes, they almost always, always will have candida-positive antibodies, which you want to run on the test. I've tried running the test for candida antibodies with my local labs, and I, it's, I get too many false negatives. 
But with immunolabs, that test comes back like right on perfect every time. If, if it's negative, it's negative, but more often than not, it is positive. And so that's another toxin that you're going to have to eliminate along with the foods. So that's really the basic things you need is how to draw the blood. You need the centrifuge to spin it down. You want to save the serum, and that's what you, you'll transport into test tubes that immunolabs will send to you. So you'll get a kit that has the test tube that they need for transporting for the testing, but you actually have to spin the blood down and transfer the serum into that. So we do a fairly large volume, so they'll send us kits, but really what we're asking the uh, immunolabs to do is just send us bulk test tubes and bulk. We usually get it in bulk so because we do so many. I don't want the kits because we can usually put two or three in the same FedEx rather than sending one kit back one at a time. So we kind of consolidate things to save everybody money to be more efficient and effective. Thank you. Well, it's great. Um, doctors, did, did any questions for Dr. Takamoto? Dr. Takamoto, thank you so much for your time. Um, I have a practice in Boca and I have been using Immuno for quite some time. Really, really happy with the uh, with uh, the service, with the Immuno, because they're great turnaround time and great results with, results with my patient. My question to you is, when you're seeing the patient on initial consultation, obviously they're coming in with their symptomology. You're referring that uh, that test out to them. And then as a whole, as you're marketing, what is like your entirety as far as from testing and then to, to therapy? Okay, so let's say, you know, let's pick a, another topic like um, irritable bowel syndrome because that's another group of patients that you'll get either in your practice or you start inheriting because of the food food allergy. Anybody that comes in with abdominal bloating, gas, heartburn, and intermittent diarrhea, constipation, and a diagnosis of even Crohn's disease, that's food allergy, food allergy, food allergy. So when I get the history, then it's like, okay, so I'll just tell them exactly I believe you have food allergy as a cause. And then I'll say I'd recommend doing a food allergy test and then we go over how that's done. And then, you know, we proceed. I draw the blood test and we ship it out. They come back in about four weeks because my turnaround time is three weeks from Hawaii. So we set them up. We have them a follow-up appointment, and then we go over the lab, and um, then we'll go over the whole book. Either my staff now, I've trained several people on my staff to kind of go through the book from Chapter 1 all the way to the back, and uh, so the patients are informed. And then I come in, and I kind of kind of finish it off. And with that process, they almost always need a probiotic. So that's a supplement that we I found a, a vendor that I really like. And so they get a probiotic at bedtime to help with their gut flora. And they also get a digestive enzyme to help with the digestion. So for from your for your standpoint, now my practice is a hybrid. I still use I still bill insurance for the office visit. A lot of alternative doctors now is just cash straight. But I, I still bill I will bill Medicare private insurance for the office visit, but the patients will pay for the supplements. So that's a different cash revenue there. So they pay the probiotic, the digestive enzyme, and if I do the food, I'm sorry, if I do the candida testing and it's positive, then I'll put them on an intestinal support, which is a natural remedy for um, fungus and candida. And so those are the three supplements I rely on consistently with this food allergy protocol. Uh, does that answer the question? Yeah, and then you're you're bringing them back in after after the 90 days to reevaluate. Uh, no, yeah, usually. I'll let them start, and I usually bring them back between four to six weeks because I want them to get into it. It takes, I tell them, they'll take you a good two weeks to read through the book. 
I tell them, do not go home and throw out the eggs and throw out the milk. It's sort of like you haven't really started the diet. So go home, finish some food or whatever you, that, that's on your list, or you can pawn it off to the rest of your family. But primarily <laughs> over the next week or so, you're going to read to the book, and then you got to figure out, and I'll tell them, we'll go over alternative foods. So like if they have dairy on the list, and I says, well, it looks like on your list you're okay to do goat's milk, sheep milk, uh, almond milk, rice milk, soy milk. So I said, then I'll send them to either uh, like the health food stores. Costco now in Hawaii also sells almond milk, rice milk, and organic soy milk. So it's like you can get these at Costco. Uh, when they have dairy and the substitute for the cheese, I tell them buy sheep milk cheese, and Costco sells that as well here in Hawaii. They can get feta from France, which is sheep milk, and manchego uh, cheese from Spain at Costco. So, you know, it's sort of like we're helping them shop because we know what to do. And I tell them you have to learn how to substitute foods. Otherwise, the, the diet is very difficult. If you know how to substitute the food, this is an easy diet. And so a lot of them will, you know, I bump into them at Costco. I bump into them at uh, the health food stores because they're buying the things like spelt tortilla. I tell them, buy spelt tortilla, not flour tortilla. You can make wrap sandwiches. You can make burritos. And this is almost the same spiel I give to my autistic children because you're going to have to, you're going to find that they're, they're going to go on the same diet, very similar. And they got to find the, the substitute for wheat and dairy. They're in a gluten-free, casein-free diet. And so it's all—it's practically the same. It's a mirrored image in terms of the diet and the process. So, you know, I send them on. I don't buy all the alternative things. And then I tell them that if you have any questions along the way, you call my office. Because there was a time where all of my staff did the immunolabs, did the diet. So everybody in my office knows what this diet firsthand is like. And so it was really easy for the, my staff to handle questions. I have new staff, so I got some that I have to test and put them through the process. But, um, yeah, that's, that's really, I bring them back in about, uh, six weeks and then, uh, they have a midpoint follow-up. They have towards the end, just before the 90 days, I bring them in for another follow-up appointment to kind of explain to them now how to reintroduce the foods. And then we reiterate the re rotation diet. Don't go back to their old habits, eating their favorite food daily. And I said, you know, you want to watch for the reaction because now they've done the symptom checkout sheet and the, towards the back of the book, their homework. I said, pay attention to the symptoms. And a lot of them are aware of it by that time because in the first four weeks, they, they fumble through it or they'll cheat. Most of them will cheat. And I said, well, if you cheat, just pay attention to the symptoms because the next morning either you're going to feel really terrible or, you know, two, three hours after you ate something, you're going to feel your symptoms. And almost always they say, yeah, my joints really swelled up and it was achy again. And I can't believe it was the pizza. I said, well, it's got the cheese, it's got the dairy, it's got the wheat, and then it's got the baker's yeast, and it's got tomato sauce all on your list. And now mm -hmm. you know why you have arthritis. Mm -hmm. So it validates, it really validates what you're saying, and it proves the test correct. And the patients are, are like extremely impressed that they've identified the cause of their problem. Because I've seen my patients with rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, Crohn's disease, totally reverse their disease process. And, and they're like, if you save somebody from going in and getting a partial colectomy because of their colitis, Crohn's disease, they will tell everybody, like everybody they know, that they got to do the food allergy test. I will add that the doctor that introduced Dr. Takamoto Gentili on the inauguration of his book had a heck of a story to tell. Well, you want to share briefly on that? Yeah, doc, Dr. Wilson is sort of like a collection of all my patients in one person. Uh, he's an OBGYN. And he was stricken with polio as a child. And uh, he had like the fourth busiest OB practice in Honolulu. But it got to the point where he couldn't stand anymore. And he would collapse because his leg would just give up. 
And uh, the lawyers then had advised them, since you have medical disability, you really need to exercise it because if you ever went to court, you probably would lose, not for the malpractice issue, but in, in the event that you had to, you fell, you know, they would nail you for your, your disease rather than be your incompetence. And so he retired and he was living in Thailand at the time for about almost seven years before I bumped into him. And so I had him read my book and overnight he read it. He said he, he just couldn't put it down. And he went through every single check sheet uh, on each chapter, and he called me back the next morning and said, okay, I read your book. And I was like, what do you mean you read the book? I said, didn't you sleep? He said, no, I was up the whole night. I couldn't put it down. And I have every single thing in every single chapter, and I need to come in as a patient. And he's been to many specialists. He's even flown to Washington, D.C. for the specialist there. And I said, well, okay, come in. Let me see what you got. And it turns out, yeah, he's got everything from food allergies to candida to heavy metals vitamin deficiency, thyroid deficiency, uh, vitamin D deficiency. I mean, he was like classic. You say, well, okay, he's got everything. And we did further testing to prove that he was low in vitamin D, low in homo, low in everything. I mean, even his thyroid, his testosterone, everything was, was marginal low or abnormal low. So we started with the food allergy. And I always, when people have multiple problems, you have to fix the gut first. Because if you don't get the gut right, no matter what you give them, it's like a revolving door. It just goes in, goes out, goes in. So you have to seal the gut by eliminating the elimination of the inflammation. So we started with the food allergy. He had probiotic, the digest, the yeast. We did. We started there. Uh, I had to bring up his thyroid. We gave him some thyroid. And it was just, you know, it was like watching, it was like watching somebody turn his life around 180 degrees and his gut got better. He was having diarrhea every single day. After every meal, he had, had diarrhea. It was like, you know, he had IBS on top of everything else. And so everything just corrected. I mean, literally, it took me four to five months, and he was, like, beaming. I mean, he was smiling. He was getting stronger. By the time we were done, six months, he gave up his cane. He had a wheelchair in his back of his trunk of his car. By the end of nine months, he was actually shadowing me in the office. He'd come in two half days a week. And after a good, well, this started in February. So actually, by June, he, he, he wanted to stay in my office. He said, can I continue working in your office? And he says, let me work in the office because what I've learned and watching you and treating me as a patient literally has changed how he looked at medicine. He never understood any of this stuff the way I was telling him as a patient. But as he became a patient and he watched me how I did each patient and the history and so forth, he was like, this is amazing. How come we didn't learn this in medical school? I said, eh, it's not part of the curriculum. So uh, he's been now in a practice here with me full time. He's made a year of practice and um, he's doing great. I mean, he know, he he actually jogs and runs now. So his polio is actually eliminated. We got rid of that using um, uh, doing a viral detox with him. I, I don't think that's in the book. That's book two. <laughs> well, that's fabulous. I appreciate your sharing it because uh, the doctor was amazing. And I wouldn't have known. He stood up and did this great intro. And then he told the story. I was shocked. So it's just an amazing healing and a real testimony to the body's ability to heal itself. I thank you very much for your time. Dr. Takamoto Gentili, you're a wonderful person. We loved being with you, and we really appreciate the fact that you gave us some time here. So they will yeah. enjoy your book. We've shared it with everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.